0: this is two girls
1: one ghost two girls one ghost two girls (laughs) one ghost suddenly we're in like a 1990s nickelodeon jam yeah yeah
0: get some slime gonna pour all over us eat that slime up hi this episode of two girls one ghost is sponsored by robin hood and thread up and we are your ghostesses that's corinne i'm always here hello And I'm Sabrina. What if we did an episode where just one of us didn't show up? (laughs) Well, Corinne, actually, I have some news for you. I am leaving right now, and I'm going to let you do a one-man show. You know what? I could totally do it, because I could probably solo monologue for (laughs) maybe an hour and 15 minutes. I know you can. That is why I think you need to start doing a stand-up career, because you would be great. I just fill in the blank space. It's not necessarily good content. I just story after story after story after story. Right, but if you took the time to curate story after story after story in the way that comedians do, you would be able to do stand-up so excellently that you would eventually have a Netflix either, special. I'd either be a great stand-up
1: comedian or I'd just be a really great filibuster or Like get the show going? Well, the, like when you filibuster. Like I wish yeah. that po- politicians could tap
0: people in <laughs> and I would get tapped in and I'd be like, i don't know it's like that acting like warm-up that you can do where you pause and then someone jumps in you tap them and then you continue the scene in a different direction oh yeah that's nice i was thinking more like amy poehler in parks and rec when she does Uh,
1: the filibuster for like 17 hours yes 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 (laughs)
0: uh okay wait so nick yesterday uh i was trying to think of an april fool's joke to play on you first of all because it's april fools that we're recording and oh that's so mean you know i'm really tired i would have fallen for it it's better than a yeah i mean justin bieber's baby prank i know and then we were all like "Ooh, is it real and i googled sonogram pictures and
1: it was the second one and i was like oh it's not real yep and you found it
0: mm-hmm. can't fool corinne no not with google at the tips of my fingers seriously okay but what i was gonna say is so nick yesterday we were just like hanging out and all of a sudden i see him on his phone and he's like giggling and he goes wait your facebook group post needs to be need to be approved And I was like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? He goes, nothing. And so I go to look on our (laughs) Facebook page and I look at requests for posts and I see from Nick and it's a post. It's like, can I finally co-host? So now there's a whole thing happening on our Facebook page where- Oh, yes, I saw. I did. I am helping you out. Thank you. I liked it. I said, yes, sure. If I can get another cat. And so now there's this thing where whoever gets 500 likes first, gets what they asked for okay so everyone needs to go to that post needs to like sabrina's comment that says yes if i get can get another cat also this is a good thing for both because if i get another cat then he also can be on the, the podcast we'll allow it we'll allow it yeah only five minutes though
1: but then everyone's going to want to kick me off and just have Nick because he's so funny.
0: <laughs> I said no. Oh, my gosh. No. They're going to want to kick me off because you two are so funny. And I'd be like, oh, Sabrina's such a boring graham cracker.
1: Graham crackers are delicious. You can put cinnamon and sugar on top of them and then the world is a better place. Fine. I'm a saltine. I love saltine. <laughs> I like all-
0: <laughs> uh, I love saltines. I love you, Sabrina. Okay. Then I'm a rice cracker.
1: My little rice cracker.
0: <laughs> That's me. You know what I saw in my time hop the other day? What? Is I saw the, basically the way I got asked to prom because I went my sophomore, junior and senior year. And my sophomore year, a guy put two fish in my locker and wrote, of all the fish in the sea, I choose you. Will Will you go to prom with me? And one of the fish had died.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, please <laughs> tell me they were still alive.
0: No, one of them had died, and then the other one I brought home, and my cat full-on took it out of the bowl and ate it. Oh god what a gruesome prom story yeah oh oh and remember my valentine's day story where that guy gave me stuffed animals that were in his brother's closet Mm -hmm. well guess what this is a theme in my life because my senior year i got asked to prom by a guy and he put first of all he wouldn't he didn't talk to me didn't sign the letter with his name but i just knew who it was because well i'm not going to tell the details because they're a little juicy but anyway he left um a note and a teddy bear in a suit, like a -A Build-A-Bear in a suit on the windshield of my car. And turns out the Build-A-Bear was a gift from a girl who went to the other public high school in our town when she asked him to prom. (gasps) He re-gifted? He re-gifted. I hate that. But I had a fun time at all of my proms. Well, that's good. That's all (laughs) that matters. Do you have any prom proposal stories i'm from
1: vermont and apparently promposals don't happen there i learned about them when i went to college really yeah we just ask our friends we're just like hey do you want to go to prom and they're like yeah wow. but i guess the only exciting thing was my because i didn't go to prom senior year because i graduated high school early and moved out to california to like be me for a little bit right. you know right
0: find who you are so i just went to prom junior year well i went sophomore year too because i was popular I thought you too. I'm just kidding. We both were so popular. <laughs> so popular. And this is why people call us ditzy and annoying little girls. Because we Whatever. say shit like this. Fuck you. Don't care.
1: <laughs> my junior year, I went with my friend Tino. I jokingly said, when he asked me, I said, yes, but only if you go in a white suit with a cane. <laughs> and he w- showed up with a white suit and a cane. <laughs> and it oh? was...
0: Amazing! I need to see photos of this. That's great.
1: And then he won prom king. Why didn't you win prom queen? Because I wasn't that popular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we didn't have that at our school because it would have caused issues. Oh, and did you guys wear long dresses? So when you were a sophomore, there was etiquette about this. So if you're a sophomore and you go to prom, you cannot wear a long dress. But if you're when you're a junior and senior, you can wear a long so dress. So many
1: rules. No one wore long mm-hmm. dresses, which I'm a little disappointed in because. Now I've never
0: worn a long dress to an event. Oh. I think it would be fun. One di- one day when we have uh, podcast awards, we'll both dress up in long gowns. Ah, I love that. Let's do that just to
1: our live shows now. Just show up in long gowns. <laughs> like we're going to prom With together. tiaras
0: that say podcast queens. Podcast queens. You know who else is a queen? Who is Lily. Oh, who's that? Oh my gosh, Crint, do you finally get to be a part of a promposal? I finally am living my dream of being a part of a promposal.
1: So we had a listener, Emma, email us asking us mm-hmm. to be a part of her prom proposal to her girlfriend, Lily Rydell. Lily,
0: Lily will you go, you go to, to prom, prom with, with us? Emma. Oh, I said and us. us. <laughs> with me? <laughs> Sorry, Emma. With bye. Both of them, with, <laughs> we're coming too. All four of us will go. Corinne will be my date. Lily, will you be Emma's date? Woo! She's. Oh my God, she's fit. Yes! yes. We're going to prom.
1: See, even if you don't experience a promposal in high school, you never know. In your mid-20s, you might get to do it all over again.
0: <laughs> we were really excited. So Emma actually reached out to us a few weeks ago and was like, I need your help. And said that her and her girlfriend have been dating for a while and they listen to the podcast together every single week. And they're from a suburb in northern Ohio, which may very possibly be the suburb where where the most people listen to our podcast. Is
1: it in Ohio?
0: Yeah, it's a small town in Ohio. Oh, my gosh.
1: Blessed be. What if
0: they are the ones who started it?
1: <gasps> are they TGOG or
0: fan clubber people? Words <laughs> are hard. Probably are. But yeah, Lily, I hope you say yes. And I hope you hear this. Otherwise, it will be awkward. Have a fun prom. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, I have a quick story about okay.
1: how I went to the Cryptozoology Museum in Portland. Oh, yeah. You have to tell me
0: everything. Okay. I saw that picture and I was like, I need to know.
1: Well, now this is more a story about the lottery than it is the Cryptozoology Museum, which <laughs> sounds confusing, but you'll understand when I continue on. Interesting. So, okay. I go to the Cryptozoology Museum with my friend Talia, and we play, pay the entrance fee. I pay in cash, and we go in. It's super cool. It's actually right next to the Bissell Brothers Brewery, so it's kind of a pop in little area, and you walk in, and it's two floors, and you start on the first floor, and you go through, and then on the second floor is where my boyfriend is in the back corner, Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> and it just has a bunch of... <laughs> what? Uh, time out. When... I posted something on Instagram the other week and I was like, this is Corinne's boyfriend. And your mom goes, like, have higher standards or raise the bar or something like that. (laughs) That sounds like Deb. God, my biggest bully. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: you go through the museum and they've just got a bunch of different stands set up with different uh, creatures that are basically highlighted. And they also have a section of creatures like cryptozoology, Creatures that have been proven to be false. So one of them mm. is like this. I forget the the word for it, but basically people used to take the head or like upper torso of a monkey and sew it onto a fish's like bottom, what? and then say it was this weird mermaid creature. So like they included some hoaxes with everything else, but then they also had a bunch of like hair and footprint castings from, like, Bigfoot and other creatures. It was just so cool. Ooh,
0: that's really cool.
1: Yes. And then I also learned something about myself, and that is that I already know a lot of mostly everything about
0: cryptozoology
1: <laughs> because we were going around, and my friend Tally was like, what's that? What's this? What does that mean? What's that word? And I was like, oh, this is... And I would tell the whole story, and she was like, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? So, anyway, it was really cool. So, then we leave... We go, and we stop at a gas station, and I wanted to go in and get a drink and buy some lottery tickets.
0: Did you win the lottery?
1: So I go in, and then I realize I don't have cash to buy the lottery tickets because I used my only cash to buy my entry ticket into the cryptozoology museum. So then later that night, okay, we get in an Uber, and I recognize our Uber driver because I would seen him at the gas station. And turns out, he was he was really acting a bit off and acting a bit excitable when he first picked us up. And he had just found out that he won a ton of money. He didn't win the jackpot, but he won a ton of money. And what? then he told us that that day, he bought the lottery tickets. And I was like, oh my God, at the gas station. And I knew which one because I had seen him. So basically, me going to the cryptozoology museum and spending my <gasps> cash cost me half a million dollars is the way I view it (laughs) oh but I'm very happy for him I told him to stop telling people I was like don't tell anyone else you don't know but we were the first people he saw so he was
0: like oh my god uh, I don't know what to do and you're strangers at least it's a good thing that you weren't strangers that were gonna rob him yeah I know I was like uh well here's what
1: you're gonna do you're gonna stop driving uber for the night you're gonna not tell anyone else you're gonna go home (laughs) you're gonna take a picture of yourself holding the ticket in the mirror." Yes. yeah, I gave him his instructions. But so if anyone's wondering what the admission fee is to get into the Cryptozoology Museum in Portland, Maine, it is half a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. That is very sad.
0: I thought this story was going to be a lot
1: happier. Well, we took it as a happy thing because we were like, this is so cool. We get to be with a lottery winner as he just found out that he won. Yeah. And we were like, this is a good omen, basically. We we're like, this is... This means we're going to have a good night out on the town.
0: <laughs> and did you? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. There you go. And, you know, you had your date, your very first date with Bigfoot. So pretty successful day it otherwise.
1: Was, yeah, Portland, I think, is my place.
0: Wow. Well, next time you go, make sure you have extra cash so you can buy.
1: I will. And maybe I won't even need the extra cash because I use Robinhood. And Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free.
0: And guess what? While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits to buy more lottery tickets.
1: Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can just start investing at any level. And the simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike.
0: You can view easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. It's super easy. And they also have stock collections that you can look at on the app, such as 100 Most Popular. So it's really easy to guide you. And Corinne and I both can do it, Mm -hmm. which means you can.
1: I do go into the app all the time and stock it and pretend like I'm a boss business lady you can discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, get custom notifications for price movements. It's just great because you'll never miss a moment to invest.
0: Robinhood is actually giving listeners of Two Girls, One Ghost a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio and all you have to do is sign up at ghost.robinhood.com.
1: Again, to get a free stock from Robinhood like Apple, Ford, or Sprint, sign up at ghost.robinhood.com.
0: All right, we have a special episode for one of our special friends. Our most special, maybe most demanding friend. <laughs> but also <laughs> probably most supportive podcast listening friend.
1: Absolutely the most supportive podcast listener.
0: Our friend Caitlin. We should get her a um, one of those prom queen banner, what are, what are they called, sashes. It says oh. best podcast listening friend.
1: If we got that for her, she would never not wear it.
0: She'll wear it at her wedding.
1: You know what? I actually, the favorite gift, my favorite gift that I've ever given was to Caitlin. What was it? She still wears it all the time because I see her fiance posting it. Oh, her apron? Her apron. Her apron. I got her. (laughs) She's very obsessed with Frozen. And I got her a, from on Etsy, someone makes Elsa style aprons.
0: And Caitlin (laughs)
1: wears it to clean and cook and I don't know. God knows what else she
0: does wearing the apron. <laughs> 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 All right. But it's clear that she loves castles and like princesses and Disney and stuff. So She's a princess. She's Princess Caitlin. She's Princess Caitlin. So when we did our first castle episode, she like basically was in tears and was like, that was the best episode you guys have ever done. You guys need to do another one. So we told her, we put it on our schedule and we told her the date months yeah. ago. And so she's had it in her calendar.
1: Because we said, oh, we'll do it in the future. And she said, When. And so we just (laughs) picked a date.
0: And then she, yeah, she's had it in her calendar and she sent us multiple reminders. She texted us last week. She goes, If my calendar is correct, my episode should be coming up soon. (laughs) God, I love her. (laughs) Here you are, Caitlin. This is for you. So this is weird because I picked this specific castle like months ago when we did our last one because there's just so many haunted castles. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't done any research on it I just like had read the byline of what it, what was haunted about it and the crazy thing is that last week I did a story about the accused witch of Kloster Unterzell, and it just seems like something is drawing me towards the witch trials that happened in Europe during this time because this story is of a castle that dates back to that exact time in salzburg austria instead of germany so this is do you think that the spirits of
1: the accused women ha- are listening to our podcast and they're like let's get
0: featured it it must there's something going on either i'm i'm a traveling soul from that time or yeah they're communicating with me i don't or i'm just drawn to are you painting your nails <laughs> Forgot that you can see
1: my video. Karen. <laughs> I have my hand wrapped around the microphone and I'm painting my nails sideways. You know what? Sometimes when you have two jobs <laughs> and you tried to go to the gym, you have to multitask. We're painting your nails during the podcast. And paint your nails while you're recording and holding a microphone. Okay, it, it's not going to look pretty, but it's going to look at least a little bit better than what they look like before. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Well. So I don't know what the heck's happening in this world, but here I am and I'm doing another story about witchcraft and the innocent people who were accused of witchcraft. And this is the story of Mushem Castle, which is also known as the Witch's Castle. It's in Salzburg, Austria. It is situated at the height of 1,079 meters or 3,540 feet off the ground And it's technically known as a spur castle, which basically just means that it was built for defense. So it's protected by steep hillsides on three sides and is impeccably difficult to penetrate. Penetrate? That's what she said. I was thinking (laughs) that in my head and I was like, don't say anything. Don't say it. Let Sabrina... Let her continue with the story. (laughs) Did it for you. Um, And it's actually really pretty. It, it, It looks like an ideal Disney princess castle and then when you hear about the story you're like oh just kidding this is more about horror and grotesque horrible stories the castle was first documented in a deed in 1911 and from 1285 onwards it was a residence of a an episcopal burgrave which i did not know what that was and i had to look up the etymology and berg means castle and graf means count or noble so basically castle count of castle Ca- count castle okay i don't know and so in this time there are over 45 wars that took place in and around the area of Musham castle so some say that when they look at the castle at certain times during the day or late at night the hills surrounding it look to be red like they're painted with the blood of all the people who have died in and around the property Ooh. and in 1495 It was kind of, through all these battles, it got a little bit destroyed and started decaying. And then, so in 1495, it was rebuilt and extended. And then in 1520, it became an administrative seat of the region. And then it served as the administrative center during the, and, uh, (laughs) this word has probably every single letter in the alphabet in very challenging order. So I apologize while I get this wrong, um, so it was the administrative center during the Zauberer Jackal witch trials. Okay. Can I just spell this for you? Yes. Z-A-U-B-E-R-E-R-J-A-C-K-L. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of letters of the alphabet. Uh, okay. So these trials took place during the, well, I don't even know what to call it, but during the witch panic, essentially, in Europe so they took place between 1675 and 16... Well, I wrote 169, so uh, not sure what year that I m- meant. So probably the 1600s. Yeah, it took place in the 1600s. And during this time, there were thousands of people accused of witchcraft just in this small area in Salzburg, Austria. And 139 of those people were executed. Most of the executed were actually men. And... There were so of the 139, there were 113 of them that were men, and among those killed were 39 children that were between the ages of 10 and 14, 53 teenagers and young adults between the ages of 15 and 21. There were 21 people whose ages that were were not documented, and all but two of these people who were executed for being so-called witches were beggars, poor people living on the streets who had no support, no one looking out for them, no one able to stand up for them. And also a symbol of, like, poor hygiene and illness because they didn't have the benefits that all these other people did mm-hmm. have. So they were basically like, who do we blame? These people. And there's also famine happening during this time and, you know, people catching I, – I might be incorrect, but pa- catching the plague or, um, yeah, illnesses. I mean, and- yeah,
1: back then – I don't think we have to even, I think it's safe to generalize and say that 100 plus years ago, there was just always Mm -hmm. disease riddling areas. And the more populated it became, the more disease was running rampant. So,
0: right, right. So basically, this was an excuse to just kill off people who unfortunately didn't have any resources to them to have a better life. So it's just horrible and terrible. And what's m- even worse is how they were killed and the torture techniques that were used. And all of these people were brought to Musham Castle, held I- within the walls, in all these different wa- rooms. There was like the waiting room where basically people just like s- sat and waited and then they would be pushed down a hole that would go down into the, I don't know how to call it. It was basically like the room where they decided w- how they were going to die. Jesus. Yeah. That's
1: horrifying to just wait and wait. And then know what's coming. But you
0: just can't yeah. do anything. You're stuck. It's purgatory. Right. It, but worse. It's horrible. And also people will be like if you did know someone in there, if you were with a husband or a wife or you had your children, you'd be te- torn away from them and then you'd have you wouldn't know if they'd ever come back and sometimes they would come back and they would come back with their hands cut off or they'd be they'd have horrible burns all over their oh. body and, and there was just nothing you could do and people were so horrible to each other we still are we still are Nothing.
1: yeah it's just shocking it's just never i'm always surprised which i shouldn't be
0: but right right it's very sad and this was actually the largest witch hunt to take place in all of austria the one that happened at musham castle so the youngest who was accused and killed was a 10 year old boy named Henry. And the oldest was an 80-year-old woman named Marguerite Reinberg. And so, like I said, these men, women, and children were tortured. They had... Some people had their hands cut off. Others were, were marked with burning irons. They were burned alive, hanged, or decapitated. And the executioners and torturers were said to use also the two horses pulling a person in two opposite directions method to kill people or the wooden leg and hand restraints. And they actually had this wooden sword... Where on one side it had basically a noose and then on the other side it had a symbol representing it had like two horses pulling a string mm-hmm. and they would flip this sword in the air and whichever side it landed on is the way that people would die. Ooh. Yeah. And they did it for each person. So it became like a game for them, which is so horrible. So it's like, ooh, up. which side is it gonna land on? It's very, very messed up. Um And also while being held in the castle, they were given scraps of food and they were forced to fight other prisoners for the food. And so a lot of them started starving to death. And there was a rumor, I don't know if this is true, but there's a rumor of a kid who was eaten alive by rats. And so many of them were tortured, similar to the way that we, I talked about this last week of just when you're tortured and accused of something for so long, you start to believe it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so maybe some of these men and women and children are accused of it constantly and you become so malleable and impressionable that you're like, okay, I am a witch. And then you start performing curses and doing things. There were people who started painting symbols on the walls with their own blood. They would curse the guards and then anyone who had like the guards would go home and if any of their family members got ill, they'd be like, oh my gosh, that prisoner cursed my family and they'd send them immediately down into the killing room. I mean it sounds like none of them escaped anyway so right I mean some did some did Uh, I don't know how or what happened maybe by the end of it there were some people that had not been killed and they were like we need to release Mm -hmm. them or people escaped on their own I'm not really sure because there were thousands of people accused but only a hundred only is not the correct word but of the thousands 139 were killed
1: wow that's still way 139 too many
0: it's horrible yeah
1: yes I it's a large number because if you think about the Salem witch trials those were so popular in terms of the exposure it gets in like media and around Halloween right. time and in movies and television Salem witch trials are a big focus and yet there were under 30 people I believe that were killed in those trials. right probably right
0: in comparison yeah. it's it seems pretty minimal but I think Those were the witch trials that kind of brought it all to attention. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is so horrible. It's a hysteria that we're feeding into and we need to put an end to it. Right. Um, Right. So the people that did survive and evade execution were just horribly maimed beyond recognition. Some of them had their hands completely chopped off so that they couldn't inflict harm on others around them. Others had just iron, burnt iron marks in their skin uh, other people were just beat so badly that their bodies were just bruised and discolored and then by 1790 the center of witch trials and executions within Musham Castle was dissolved and the, the castle was just left to decay mm-hmm. so it was just this castle looming over the town because it's so high up it's just this like horrible terrifying reminder of how evil our society can be and it's just like this threat of it could be it could happen again like this is still here
1: in my head i picture the castle that edward scissorhands runs to and hides in
0: oh yeah kinda
1: or like where
0: the grinch lives yes 100 percent. it is built into the rocks up in the mountain but it, you can see it it's very prominent mm-hmm. in the in the hills so after the castle was shut down left to decay people started finding dead cattle and deer like horribly destroyed animals all around the hills by the castle and they'd hear horrible terrifying sounds coming from the castle at night like growls and howling and then they found people living in the castle and they accused them of being werewolves and again killed these men oh. in the The castle for being werewolves
1: basically for being homeless and for
0: seeking shelter correct again it's the same issue with what happened for the witch trials but yeah and so they're you know with any of these these people who kill the werewolves come up with stories and they're like we went to the castle and we found a man who all of a sudden when he hit the moonlight his teeth became sharp and he grew hair out of his face and arms and he grew claws out of his hands and he charged at us. But it's like, no, you probably charged at him and just didn't give him. Yeah, an you opinion. just
1: want a good story.
0: And also justify the fact that you just brutally murdered someone. Yeah. But for years, this castle remained abandoned by living, breathing humans because clearly, with all of the horrors that happened within the castle, there were probably, most definitely, lots of spirits. And it wasn't until 1886 that an Australian explorer, Count Johan Nopomok-Wilzczyk, sorry, uh, purchased and restored the castle. So now it's a private complex, uh, privately owned, but they actually have a lot of the rooms open to the public for tours. And Johan was an avid art collector. And so a lot of the rooms have all of his artwork that he collected and has some of the furniture that he had had when he lived there. And apparently you also can stay overnight there, but most people who do end up wanting to leave within two hours because of how scary it is and how haunted the place is, aka enter if you dare. People who enter the building day or night, whatever time you go, people report feeling touched, feeling someone breathing down their neck, banging sounds, footsteps, doors opening and closing on their own, seeing white mist traveling through the halls, And there was one person who actually saw like 10 mists and the lights went off and she turned around and just saw these 10 mists floating towards her. And all of a sudden the lights turned back on and they were gone. Whoa. It's said that you can also hear the wailing cries of the victims and the growls of the werewolves from deep within the castle. And the current owner of the castle, who's some very distant ancestor of Johan, her name is Teresita Wilczek. Sorry, I don't know how to say that. I'm just going to call her Teresita. I know.
1: It's, it's, difficult names when you're not used
0: to pronouncing them right yes uh teresita states that the room called it's called the room of tony has a very dark presence within it and the room actually belonged to the man who was responsible for orchestrating the witch trials and further encouraging and participating in the torturing of the men women and children who were accused of being witches and he and the archbishop who led the trials were believed to just be horrible men who loved torturing people so it seems like they just took pleasure out of it similar to serial killers but they had power so they were able to get away with it they would torture the people that they accused of witchcraft but then they would also torture their servants and tony was reported saying that women were were baby makers and that was the only reason that they should be around Mm -hmm. which in in my mind implies that he uh probably did some horrible things to them unconsenting things to them yeah. and he made them his servants and then he would start he would just beat them up and torture them and get his own way with them I, mm-hmm. it's just horrible and there's this story which i don't know if it's true but some people believe cuz he lived a long life like he he killed all these people and then lived a really long life and they're well how how could he do that how does what where's the justice how does he get to live until his late 80s and the, the rest of the people that he killed live to be some of them 10 the youngest guy the youngest boy he killed was 10 years old yeah took away such a short life and so some people believe that tony actually made a pact with the devil and promised his soul in return for a long life but but maybe also living a long life is an act of revenge from the spirits because he had to live with this guilt of what he had done and he had to live a really long life where every day he had to think about everything he did and if he lived in this castle that whole time he was probably tortured by all the spirits
1: yeah 131 what'd you say 139
0: yeah 139
1: 139 spirits or at least residual energies Mm -hmm. going about and hopefully making his life hell
0: yes There's a story about his deal with the devil and how when he finally died, no one actually found his body and that he actually didn't die or that the devil finally came and collected his soul and took him and his actual body away and that when the devil came to take his soul, he came with the souls of others that Tony had tortured and killed, including a woman that he used to have avid nightmares about, this woman he killed who was pregnant, and he, he basically flipped the sword and her, her form of death was to be stretched by horses and she was pregnant. And so both her and her baby were killed that because of him. disgusting. And
1: it's if horrible. you're going to kill someone, just fucking kill them. Don't torture them. Right.
0: Don't prolong it. So it's so painful and yeah. That's disgusting. Yes. Tony is horrible. But uh people have gone into Tony's room and it is just dark and there's sometimes a man, like a shadowy man figure sitting in the corner and he has dark eyes and he'll stare at you and sometimes he'll scream. There was one woman who said that she spoke with the entity and he was saying how sorry he was and he was saying pray for me. Uh, I'm here because of my sins and he can't leave, which is a good thing. Like good don't leave you should be p- praying for your sins yeah i hope kesha is singing praying to you over and over because f you tony it's such a good song though that wouldn't be torture to have kesha just
1: singing that song over and over
0: yeah but it's about a man who fucked her over yep. and she hopes that he's praying for his soul so Teresita, who's now the owner of the castle, says she's terrified of the castle and dreads having to walk into it at all. But again, she owns it, so she has to. Mm. And uh, she, which is like kind of a blessing and a curse. It's like you own a castle on one hand, and then the other hand, it's like, oh, but it's also haunted. And every time you step in it, ghosts will most likely come and haunt you and touch you and and you can't stop it. Right. Yeah. So the tour of the castle begins within the torture chamber, which is where all the torture took place. There's one employee who recalls being in the room with the school class and she was explaining the history of the room when all of a sudden she felt the sensation of a hand running through her hair. She felt the fingers and they were cold. And it sent shivers up and down her spine And she knew that when she turned around there would be no one behind her and sure enough there was no one around and in the waiting room the room where people were sent to wait await their execution like i said there was a massive hole in the middle of the room and it was a pit that went down into the room where the executions took place guards would just kick them literally push them kick them down into the hole And it was a pretty steep fall where a lot of people would end up breaking bones or hurting themselves just in the fall. And then there, the executioners would flip the sword and it's like, goodbye. Teresita is also afraid of this room, which it's just, she's, I mean, she's afraid of every room in this castle. Like, Mm -hmm. poor girl. She owns a castle, but sucks. (laughs) And uh, she said that a paranormal investigation group once asked to investigate that room. And she was like, yes, but uh, I'm not going in there with you. That must have been very
1: exciting, though, to hear for those in the paranormal investigative group.
0: Totally. Yes. And there have been quite a few that have gone and gotten some wild results. But there's another room that Teresita is especially afraid of, and it's the hunting room and she explained that one morning her and her father were opening the museum and they went into the hunting room and upon opening the door they saw that all of the guns which had previously been pointing up normally in the racks had been completely changed and moved around some were pointing upside down some were pointing to the left and right others were pointing out towards the entrance of the room which is terrifying because If a ghost is able to move these weapons, they probably also can load them. So to to open a door and see guns pointed towards you is horrifying. Yeah. So no wonder she's terrified of it. And then the sci-fi ghost hunters group did an investigation of the castle and this took place in 2009 and they asked the spirit of the archbishop to speak to them. And all of a sudden they started hearing loud banging coming from another room So they follow it it towards the spinning room, and when they go to open the door, as their hand, as their fingertips touch the doorknob, it all of a sudden opens, as if someone on the inside opened the door for them, yeah, Mm -hmm, inviting them in. And there were two other members of the team, Rob and Brandy, who were inside Tony's room, and they heard all these noises, and so they start asking and recording EVPs, and they go, "Why are you here?" And in response, they get, for my sins, which, again, is probably Tony who is stuck and can't leave this place, rightfully so. And they also heard breathing in the corner of the torture chamber and felt spirits reaching for them. And the way that they were reaching for them, it felt like they were reaching out, but couldn't move much further. So like as if they were restrained in chains (sighs) and The spirits were just begging for help, and just most of them, I think, probably want recognition and want their stories to be told. Yeah. And there were some EVPs of spirits calling for help, and just wails and screams of just terror. And one of the investigators, her name was Ashley, felt cold fingers crawling up her legs, but it stopped kind of at her, between her, like at the back of her knee, because again, probably something of the spirit was restrained and couldn't get much higher and was just trying to reach mm-hmm. for her and get help. And they got other EVPs. One said, can you help me? Another yelled, run. Ooh, I would run. And another if I heard spoke. that, I'd be I running. Know. I know. But I, I bet that's just a residual and it's like, get out or like could you imagine a mother watching her son getting taken down to the execution room i don't want to think
1: about that because it's so painful i know
0: it's so sad um but another evp said not witches and they heard a male voice and two taps and the male voice said it's me and another distinctly different male said the name horst which is a german name and some people have theorized that it was actually the archbishop's second in command or others maybe think it was one of the people who were executed for being a witch it's just hard to tell because the documents they weren't well documented and so Mm -hmm. and they were also beggars like that clearly no one cared about because otherwise they would have put a stop to this um on their cameras they caught what looked like a small child sitting on a chair and they just felt so much pain and it was just so sad and heavy in the castle and they felt like the spirits were trapped, just looking for help and respect that they never got while they were alive. And within any castle, this is a a, a better story, kind of, but there's a rumor of hidden treasure. Ooh! And the founding count had a daughter. Her name was Katarina. And she's been seen inside of what were her old quarters when she lived there. And she seems very protective. And on multiple occasions has been heard saying, MINE! Like, leave it alone. Get out. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> and she apparently hid jewels and gold. In one of the stories, it said that she was murdered and, like, someone came and in- invaded the castle and murdered her. But before she did it, she hid her jewels and gold. But also another one said that her, one of her m- maids was murdered. So I don't really know. Hmm what happened but some speculate that the treasure was actually removed decades ago because the castle's been searched and had many tenants or owners in the years since the count lived there right. and his daughter lived there but it seems like katarina's ghost is just very unaware of uh, the fact that her treasure is no longer there
1: or maybe there still
0: is treasure and people just don't know where to look well i probably won't go look
1: neither will i I definitely yeah. am not going to that castle. I know. But Caitlin, that are you going?
0: Caitlin, are 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 you, you going to go to this <laughs> castle? Mm? Let us know. Uh, but yeah, that's Musham Castle, the witch's castle.
1: Wow, God, yeah.
0: what a! I you know
1: when I think of castles, I never, th- I've never thought of witch trials. I've never thought of horrible event like mass murder I always just think like royal families and I don't know more game of thrones-esque right
0: types of situations the strange thing about it is that I feel like most executions in history were such a public event where people would go and watch Mm -hmm. and it was put on display as like a cautionary tale for everyone else like behave or this will be what happens to you and you'll be beheaded and or hung or whatever it is that they did to execute people but this seemed to be very private and done in a way that it was like away from the town and it seems very i don't know if ironic is the correct word but it's kind of a contradiction to take these beggars and accuse them of witchcraft and then bring them to a castle to kill them
1: yeah it kind of reminds me of god and now i'm blanking on her name but in New Orleans.
0: Madame Laurie, La Laurie. Yes.
1: It kind of reminds me of her just torturing people in this massive yeah. house and just throwing them away like they're nobody mm-hmm. to anyone else. It's so gross. It's, it's horrible.
0: Yeah. And it's taking the innocent who you know don't have the ability to, one, stand up for themselves or have anyone else stand up for them and it just establishing or, or trying to like show your power over people
1: right and people might not even know that they're there you know because if right. they are the impoverished people from the streets perhaps there aren't other people who are checking in on their whereabouts because it might be right.
0: normal to not see someone for a few days and then and also it's, they probably took families like yeah men women and children the and whole so- group that's all, those are the only people who would be looking out for the other people.
1: And now we don't have, we didn't have cell phones back then, so you couldn't tap the side of your phone three times and automatically call for emergency services. Didn't know that's how it works. Everybody on your cell phone, if you have an iPhone, there are two buttons on the left, there's one button on the right. If you tap that one button three times very quickly in succession, it should pull up an emergency. It will automatically call unless you swipe to cancel it within a couple seconds. I had no idea. Yes, I only know that because Jill plays with her phone. She clicks her phone all the time
0: <laughs> and she's
1: accidentally almost called
0: for emergency services multiple times. Wow. Wow. I love the new technology that they're coming out with. The a- Apple Watch actually, I think, does it for elder people. Just and it also is so good at monitoring monitoring health, but you can set it up where if your heart rate drops at a to a certain point or it can sense when you fall so for oh. elderly people if for example, they live by themselves and if they fall and don't have access to a phone, the Apple watch will then call emergency services
1: that's really, really smart that's brilliant yeah. that's going to save a lot of lives
0: yes, yeah, it's amazing
1: Have I ever told you about my mom's premonition about her uncle. No, or I guess uh, not premonition, but her feeling.
0: Was it a car thing? No. It okay. was... No.
1: Her uncle Joe had fallen down the stairs and died, but no one knew because he lived alone. And my mom, who never... should not like, speak to her uncle regularly or anything, mm-hmm. got a really, really bad feeling and called her father Joe's brother... Mm -hmm. Um, and said have you talked to Uncle Joe I think someone needs to talk to Uncle Joe someone needs to call Uncle Joe someone needs to check on him Oh no! she had a horrible feeling and then that's how they basically found that he had fallen down the stairs and passed away two days before that is so
0: sad Mm -hmm. I mean amazing that your mom was then able to because who knows how long it would have taken to find him otherwise
1: yeah Yeah, it makes you wonder, makes you wonder if it was his spirit that perhaps gave her some sort of message, which then triggered her to inquire about his health and well-being. Or if there's just something in the energy, something in the universe that you just tap into, you tune in, you're suddenly set to a certain frequency for a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I don't know either. The world is so interesting. And I've been watching the OA and just the, the way, the second season. Yeah, I know I haven't like, started yet. I'm not going to give anything away, but just the way that the multidimensional world, the way that she represents it and writes it is just so fascinating. And I feel like she's onto something and I, she might be an interdimensional traveler and is here to tell her story. Okay, well, crap.
1: Now I'm going to start it tonight. <laughs> Forget Sleep.
0: Yeah, who needs that? I watched the whole season today.
1: Speaking of television, Schitt's Creek has announced Mm -hmm. that they will be having their final season. I know. Which I know a lot of people are upset about, but I'm actually very glad because it is a show that I love so much and they've done such a good job. Should we get back to castles? So
0: mine was was not um, a nice princessy castle for Caitlin. Is yours?
1: I don't think it's as bad as yours it's definitely no you know what
0: yeah no it's definitely not it's not as dark okay good i feel like for like for someone who's a very dark person you uh you like the happier stories and i am more drawn towards the really dark demonic stories
1: yeah that's true i think maybe it's because part of me knows you're gonna do that so i have to come (laughs) i have to balance this out somehow yin yang yeah yeah we all know that i love japan Though I've never been. My mom was born there, but I've never been. What I didn't know that. Yeah, she... Yeah.
0: Her birth certificate wow. is from Japan. I was conceived in Belgium and then very sadly born in New Jersey. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> uh, Poor kind me. Kind of started off your life a little disappointing there.
1: Yep. You could have been born... Well, you know what? Maybe people think being born in New Jersey is cool when they're from other countries. I doubt it's it. It's just we're biased because we're from
0: around here. No, I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably Jersey not girl. <laughs> I love Jersey. Don't get me wrong. But Belgium and New Jersey, if I had a choice, Belgium. Belgium would be a little bit cooler. Chocolate, waffles, bada-bing, bada-boom. Bada-bing,
1: bada-boom. Well, if you want to know i was conceived in new hampshire and born in new hampshire so this <laughs> is a little more exciting than
0: mine and what is it how much did you cost twenty dollars is that what you cost, said to your parents? yeah
1: it was like 20 or 25 bucks for my mom <laughs> after all of the insurance coverage it cost her like 20 bucks to have a kid it's pretty good insurance i know it's so right. deb too for me to be like well, am, what am I worth? What am I worth? Like, how much do you think I'm worth? And her being like, I know how much you're worth. You're worth $20. <laughs> <laughs> I have the receipt. <laughs> okay. But we're going to Japan. Nice. Which I was excited about. Because usually I think when you think of castles, you often think of Europe. Just mm-hmm. because it's like the princesses and the way that Disney portrays castles. It's always summer over in Europe. So I wanted right. to do some something a little different. So I chose... The, oh, I'm going to screw up how to say it, but it's Himeji Himeji Castle. Yeah,
0: there you go. He did it.
1: (laughs) I'm going to say it probably five different ways throughout this episode, so bear with me. But Himeji Castle is a popular destination spot in Japan, and it's one of the best preserved examples of Japanese castle architecture in the country. Ooh, so, that's cool. not only do tourists go, it's like a big tourist destination, but it's also a big destination for the Japanese themselves to visit because it is very historic and culturally significant. Wow. This castle was built back in 1333. Hmm,
0: 333. Three, three. Hmm. Almost like Shik Shik Shik. Almost like the devil. Almost. <laughs> Almost. What is this voice? I'm. I don't know. Very fascinated. Where Things that came from? have been from. coming out of
1: me recently. All my
0: <laughs> personalities. Wow.
1: All six hundred and sixty-six of them. Oh my gosh! Watch <laughs> out, Corinne's possessed. <laughs> that was kind of like I don't even know what I was doing. It was like a less whistly version of Herbert the pervert from Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, that's kind I've of that. What popsicles down in my basement. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so the castle was built back in 1333, and it's gone through a bunch of remodels over the years. So it's very, very pretty, and it's basically Mm -hmm. been redone a million times. So it's popping with its (laughs) beauty, and it's a little more up-to-date. Nice. And honestly, you should look at a picture of it, because if I were to have a castle of my choice, I would probably choose this castle because it's painted my favorite color of houses, which is white. It's very clean looking. It's very inviting mm. looking. It looks like you could live in it, without it being like really scary dungeony style. It's it's very gorgeous. Looking it so up. So the castle oh was my built. Goodness. Are you looking it up right now? It's so pretty. I know. I could see it on your face that you were googling. <laughs> so the castle was built, 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 rebuilt, rebuilt, rebuilt over the centuries. It also, in addition to going over or going through many renovations, it survived a lot of crazy things. It survived bombings, World War II, earthquakes, other natural disasters. And actually, in World War II, a firebomb dropped on top of the castle. But what? miraculously, this firebomb didn't explode, and so the castle lived. And the castle is still here to stay. And also, in 1993, it was registered as one of the first UNESCO World Heritage sites in the country so it's just it's just never gonna go away I don't think it's survived so many horrible things there's something protecting yeah
0: that's what I was gonna say it sounds like some magical thing it's protecting it
1: yeah force field yeah it sits on top of a hill in Himeji, Japan, and in total, the castle has 83 rooms situated alongside advanced defense systems for the time. So the layout, the way that they described it is the layout of the castle is really great for defense and fighting, which leave it to the Japanese, honestly, leave it to the Asian cultures to come up with some sort of like cool ass way of crafting their homes to be the most ideal for fighting. Right. Because it's like ninjas, and they literally had ninjas, but I'll get there. (laughs) Okay. They literally had ninjas. It's so cool.
0: That is cool. I'm going to have my own ninjas protecting my house one day. Seriously. Screw security alarms. So the paths through the house, they
1: spiral. There's a bunch of blind corners. There's hidden hatches, and there's trick gates. So it's perfect if you actually know the layout of the house. You have a huge upper hand behind or against anyone who's... Entering that shouldn't be. Right. And ninjas lived on the land, and they were training there and would protect the castle. Oh. But. That's cool. They may not have really needed the ninjas because they also had a bunch of other defense systems in place. And one of those was to pour boiling water on enemies
0: entering the castle. What? Which is pretty messed up. So, I used to play this game on, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like in middle school or high school, and it was called Age of War, and you basically went through the different phases of war. It was like the most janky, basic video game, but one of the first in like the medieval times was pouring boiling hot water.
1: Yeah, and I guess it wasn't an uncommon thing to do, but I think it what makes might sense. have been more common was that they used oil, but... Mm. They switched out the or swapped the oil for water here because the residents at the Himeji Castle were like, eh, oil's going to stain our plasterwork and we really <laughs> care about the presentation of our home. They got to keep a tidy home. Hey, they know what they're doing. Tidying also, up. I, I bet. We thought Marie Kondo was the first, but apparently it was
0: all the people at this castle who really it inspired, sparked right. joy. I also bet... Boiling water does probably just as much damage and it is also more accessible than oil. Perhaps, I have, yeah. a, fi- I have a fruit fly hovering over me. I've, it's been around me all day today. I know. You made me nervous today when you texted me and
1: you said, is everything okay? Because there's a fruit fly hovering by me. And I was like, oh no. I'm going to be really careful
0: when I drive home. It kept landing on me. And I don't really have fruit flies that do that. Usually they like go around you. But it kept landing on my hand. And I was like, this is weird. So I Maybe had to text you. you just need an extra hand to hold you
1: (laughs) maybe it wants to support you or maybe something really awful is about to happen to me
0: or to me we should probably get
1: Apple watches to have our lives saved
0: knock on wood nothing happens to us
1: these people were like oil does not bring joy and so they did water and they'd ninjas and they were just being awesome and the castle is known and I'm going to do my best with pronouncing this Mm -hmm. it's known as Hakuru Joe Hakurujo, okay. meaning the White Egret Castle, or mm-hmm. Shirasagijo, meaning White Heron Castle. Because Ooh. the idea is the way that the castle is built, like the design of it, is kind of almost like fluid and it's white. So it's like a bird taking flight up Ooh. into the air on the hill. That's magical.
0: There's also a moat. There's a of moat. Of course. You need a moat with a castle.
1: I'm pretty sure there's like three moats, if I'm remembering what? correctly. So anyway, we should probably go to Japan. I actually really want to go to this castle really, really badly.
0: I would go. We
1: should go. We should go. We'll bring Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin's episode. What are we going to title this? Caitlin's episode?
0: <laughs> yes. People will be so confused.
1: <laughs> um, but anyway, so it's just super beautiful. It's got so much history it's got a moat it's a great place to go visit and take pictures of and if only i were born like 150 years ago i could live there because in 1871 it was put up for auction and purchased for 23 japanese yen which what? today is 200,000 yen or in U.S. currency, it is $2,258. So I didn't even really need to win the lottery to buy this. But that's
0: today's currency. What about, what's 23 yen in U.S. dollars? Probably like $25, because based on that other comparison. I don't know. Regardless, you you could have owned it. $2,000. $2,000 to buy Our this- podcast could buy
1: that our pocket (gasps) we could all live there well not anymore but it's millions i know millions of u.s dollars now that's all that was the price that was the price two thousand dollars 150 years ago so it's really sad that i was born now in the (laughs) late 1900s yeah isn't it weird to say born in the 1900s technically we were but it just makes it you just automatically think of like the beginning
0: yeah, and at the end of yeah. the century. When you said that, I was like, huh, were we? But yeah. We're, we were. Oh, ladies in
1: white. <laughs> but actually, maybe we don't want to buy the castle or live in it because this castle, surprise, surprise, is haunted.
0: Hmm. People
1: have reported some unexplainable activity and things. Some of this unexplainable activity is they're convinced it's paranormal because they'll notice items missing or placed elsewhere and cold spots will drift through the rooms and other just ghostly things that aren't quite explainable by anything else. Right. But the reason that we shouldn't own or visit Himeji Castle is not because it's just haunted, but because it's actually not just regular haunted. It has the thing that I hate the most, the thing that I can't stand. Can you guess?
0: The Creeper? It has a crawling ghost. Ooh. So. So it's probably not just a ghost. It's probably something darker.
1: No, it's a ghost. It's There's a sad backstory, which makes oh. me feel bad for being so spooked out by her. But her name is Okiku, and she's said to have been a servant centuries ago, and she mm-hmm. worked in one of the dungeons. And it's thought that she worked in the dungeon that was assigned... Uh, well first I should say that there were supposedly four dungeons and she was at the one that was at the very bottom Mm -hmm. furthest down the mountain the longest distance from the castle Mm -hmm. and she was assigned to work at the house of a successful samurai so the samurai was her master and the samurai's wife had some prized possessions she owned some golden plates from the Netherlands and the samurai's house was nicknamed the plate mansion due to the plates and her the wife's obsession with these plates Mm -hmm. and so part of okiku's responsibilities was to look after these plates so she would clean the plates she would tend to the plates make sure the plates were in place and she must have done a very very good job at this because the samurai stopped focusing on his wife and on his samurai duties and started to turn his affections towards okiku okiku was promised by the samurai that He would leave his wife for her. But Okiko was like, I don't really like you that much. So you probably shouldn't leave your wife for me. And also, realistically, she probably wasn't the most willing participant. After all, he was her master. And that was her way of earning a living and having a place to stay
0: was to work for him. Right. She has no power in that situation. And also, if she wants a job, she she can't at that time, especially like people have a hard time. Yeah, I mean, she couldn't say no because he had so much power over her. Right.
1: And so the samurai, whose name was Tasan, was like, I'm so hurt, my ego, I've been scarred, I feel unstable. So he set up Okiku by taking one of his wife's golden plates. Oh, no. And when Okiku realized that this plate was missing, she went looking for it. And she bumped into Tasan in the hall, who then blackmailed her. And the blackmail was, or what he had said was, if she did not commit to being his mistress, he would blame her for the missing plate, so that he set her up. And then at the time, the punishment for this sort of crime would have been torture and execution. So sad. So Okiko was like, I don't think you get it. I don't like you, so I'm not going to be with you. But the fear of being tortured and killed... Was pretty great. So Okiku decided to take a different route. And she ended up jumping into the well. In the castle's courtyard. And subsequently drowned. And Tasan who was a dickwad. Told everyone that Okiku had stolen the plate. And after being caught. That she jumped in the well herself. Wow! So Okiku was like. That's not nice. And I don't trust you Tasan. And so my spirit is going to haunt you now. Every single night. And so every night she would climb out of the well. And she would then walk to her old home, the mansion of plates, and she would check on the plates. And when she would see that the tenth plate was still not in its place, that Tissan had never returned it to its rightful place, she would just lose it, and she would shriek, and she would wail. Oh. And the samurai Tassan eventually realized, huh, maybe I should return the plate to appease her restless soul. Wouldn't that be a great solution to both have – give her a piece and then also give me a little bit, bit of peace because I'm being visited by her spirit every single night? Right, right. But no, because he was a joke. Uh, He was a joke. He was a joke, <laughs> but he was also a jerk. And so instead he was like, I don't want to let her win. I don't want to give her the last word. So I'm just going to keep the plate wherever I hit it. So um. – He didn't really win. She still had the last laugh because at the end of the day, her spirit, her screaming spirit eventually drove him to insanity and he was kicked out of the castle walls and had to move elsewhere because of his behavior. Wow. So not only did Okiku really win against Tasan at the end of the day, but she also became a bit of a hero in the afterlife because Tasan had been plotting an assassination against the castle's master so he wanted to kill the castle's master and take over the property himself, but as he was planning this, before he could actually go through with his plan, he had been driven to insanity by Okiku's spirit and was thrown out of the castle and wasn't allowed back in. So wow. basically, she saved the castle's master from assassina- or an assassination attempt. At least. And got her revenge and kicked him out. Yep. Yep. Bitch, Bye. Yes, but Ukiku's spirit was still not satisfied, and still to this day, she climbs out of the well, screaming. Wow. And it's said she will now crawl out of the well, count to nine, and then let out a big unnatural shriek before disappearing again. So instead of walking down to the Mansion of Plates, she just comes out, takes a beat, and then screams her head off. Wow. Wow. So the well is known as Ukiku's Well, and it's suggested that people visit the well during the daytime because mm-hmm. she only comes out, she only makes her climb up the well
0: walls at night. Wow. I just had to search this well, and, and yeah, I, imagining, and I know she's not a terrifying ghost, but just seeing, imagining someone climbing up that is... It's just it's a it's well because it's unnatural
1: and so you don't yeah. just the process, the visual of someone
0: crawling out of a well, wet, right, is a scary image. And also, props to her. I know she's a ghost, and ghosts kind of de- defy the laws of physics. But the strength to ha- you need to have to climb up a well is probably a lot. Probably, yeah, probably.
1: Well, she has the strength and she has the will, so actually maybe she should be a superhero. I think she is. Um, But they believe that her spirit isn't actually at peace, not because the plate is still missing, but because the truth behind her death was never discovered. So there's actually another theory that she was blamed for the plate. She didn't just throw herself into the well to avoid being with him or avoid being assassinated. Mm -hmm. But instead, she was blamed for the plate tortured and lowered into the well and then the well was sealed up. So it was a oh. form of execution. So it's believed that she might have actually been
0: murdered. Well, it's so interesting because I mean, those theories exist in the world. So if she's continuing to do these hauntings and she's not at rest, it makes me wonder what else is hidden of the truth and and there's probably a lot of theories that we yeah. don't or a lot of things we don't know about
1: it and if she waits nine seconds what is that in terms of it being a clue so nine the number nine right i feel like we're back in um oh my god what are they called the escape room yeah we have to figure out the clues but regardless i mean whatever happened to okiku whether she herself felt like her only way out was to drown herself in a well or if she was executed, it's a horrible, horrible end to her life. Right. right. And so her spirit and the haunting of Himeji Castle has become extremely popular. People go there to visit all the time, take pictures of the property itself because it's well, it's beautiful and it's got a lot of um history, mm-hmm. but also because the well and Hokiku story inspired the movie The Ring. I knew it. You called it. <laughs> The castle itself has also been featured in television and film. And for example, one of the films was the 1967 James Bond movie called You Only Live Twice. And Sean Connery goes to ninja training and that training sequence
0: was filmed at the castle. Wow. Is it bad to admit that I've probably only ever seen one James Bond movie in my entire life?
1: Well, that opens the door for me to admit that I've never seen a James Bond movie. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm so glad we're on the same page. <laughs> if people didn't realize this before, we're more into horror than we are into action.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm also more into movies that really make you think, think. like us, where you just spend hours talking oh, about God, it and I thinking loved. about it. Yeah. And Shutter Island. I should have. Oh, th- my yeah. favorite. I ended up buying Shutter Island on me Amazon. Too.
1: <laughs> Shutter Island is actually, I think, one of my favorite I mean, it's my favorite movie.
0: Same. I love it so much. So good.
1: Yeah. And if people haven't seen us or seen any of Jordan Peele's movies, you need to do that right away.
0: I know. I want to talk about it with you. We need to off the podcast, though, because I don't want to ruin it for anyone. I know.
1: Ah, It's so Ah. good. My brother and I talked a lot about it.
0: I have a really good theory that every time I tell someone about it, they're like, oh, and it's not online anywhere.
1: Really? Okay. Well, as soon as we hang up. So just to wrap up Himeji Castle, you can go visit the castle. I went to the website, which at first, of course, was all in Japanese. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, I really should have paid better attention when I was watching Terrace House. (laughs) Because I didn't learn anything, even (laughs) though I watched all five seasons. But the Internet is a very special place. And it asked me if I wanted to translate the page. And I said, yes. And because of that, I can now tell you that you can visit the castle between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., give or take, depending on the season. So if you find yourself in Japan,
0: that should probably want to be one of the spots you yeah. visit. I definitely want to go. And yeah. it's so pretty looking at the blooming trees around oh, the, it. Is it. Do they have the cherry blossom trees? I think they're cherry blossom trees.
1: Well, cherry blossom season is what, April? You're the gardener. I'm May. A- spring
0: definitely springtime
1: we can instead of going to japan which i want to go to japan but i probably can't afford japan right now we could go to washington dc they have a lot of cherry blossoms (laughs)
0: yeah yeah if you're going on a trip though anywhere you go you're gonna want to get new clothes and look fashionable so fashionable but sometimes it's expensive so go search ThreadUp for your favorite brands and styles at unbelievable prices.
1: ThreadUp is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store with up to
0: 90% off estimated retail price. And they add over 50,000 new items every day and they're all at unbeatable prices. And you can shop all of your
1: favorite brands right from the comfort of your couch. Madewell from $9. Anthropology from $13. Coach from $25. Nike from $6. And it's funny because Madewell and Anthropology, I've been going the way that their website is set up it's just so clear because not only can you shop by um different brands or your sizes or types of shirts but well I already said it you can shop by brands and so I was stocking
0: Madewell and Anthro because mm-hmm. I love those stores today and I was finding a lot of good stuff right and yeah i mean the size setting your size is wonderful cuz it filters out all of the other clothing and it just filters exactly what will fit yeah. you what's in your size yeah and i got a Madewell dress for Ten dollars. Oh and it's so steal. cute. I've gotten multiple compliments on it. Nice. And I like that it prompts you. Like when I was
1: searching through anthropology today, I said, would you like to only view your size? And I was like, Heck yes, thread up, yes I would. Basically you can customize your experience to only see the items in the sizes that you want, the styles you want, and the price range and everything is hand
0: inspected, triple checked to ensure it's in high quality condition. So from the racks right to your door, you'll never have to pay full price again and guess what you can shop guilt free at
1: ThreadUp. ThreadUp is giving two girls one ghost listeners a limited time offer of an extra 30% off of your first order. So visit threadup.com/tgog that's threadup t h r e d u p Dot com slash tgog for 30% off of your first
0: order there's no a in there again go to threadup.com slash tgog for an extra 30% off today terms apply okay listener Listen story. To stories I have one from Jane and she says my grandma saw a ghost in an abandoned castle when I was little just right into the story When I was little, my grandma and grandpa would come over every Wednesday for dinner. It was our family tradition. And on these nights, I would always look forward to my grandma's stories. She lived an amazing life and just loved telling people her wildest experience. My favorites, though, were always in the Thousand Islands, on the St. Lawrence River between Canada and New York. My grandparents had a summer house on the island there before I was born, and my grandma used to go there for the summers with one of her sisters, because their wealthy uncle had a houseboat. She and her sister loved to explore the islands and travel with their little dog and canoe everywhere. One of their favorite places to go was Bolt Castle on Hart Island, which was abandoned at the time. The castle had been abandoned when the man who was having it built for his wife's family died suddenly. The island had extensive grounds, including a playhouse, a bowling alley, and a huge castle, of course. And one day, my grandma and her sister decided to be a bit more daring than usual, and they ventured into the basement of the castle. It was decrepit, with wooden boxes containing statues floating in what would have been an indoor swimming pool. Oh, that's so creepy. So creepy. Uh, it's like haunting a hill house. It, makes, it takes something so magical
1: and exciting, like having, being able to have an indoor pool and making it a nightmare
0: yeah yeah and there's something about statues I know that they're beautiful and they're works of art but there's also something about them in an abandoned place that makes them super eerie yeah they can come to life exactly Suddenly, the sisters turned around and saw a light bobbing down the stairs as if it were walking. My grandma always said it looked like a lantern someone was holding as they were walking down the stairs, which makes it seem to me as though maybe it was the orb of the man's wife. After seeing the orb, their dog ran off through the tunnel that connected to the outside to the basement of the castle and into the canoe. My grandma and her sister followed their little dog and never saw the orb or mysterious bluish light again thanks for reading my grandma's stories are amazing in my opinion and i thought you guys would like this one i love your podcast and have been listening to it nonstop for the past few weeks especially because spooky season is coming love you guys kindest regards jane
1: okay well that dog is my spirit animal our spirit (laughs) animal because it saw a ghost and was like i am out of here yep yep goodbye yeah you guys, <laughs> every also, man for every themselves. man for himself yeah. he loved that the dog wasn't trying to protect them growling no. anything like that it was just like whoop I'm bye. out bye <laughs> see you on the other side <laughs> I love it <laughs> oh, my dog was like that too he was like oh, I'm the biggest yeah. baby I should be <laughs> the one that's protected so I'm the first one in the boat I'm
0: the first one yeah with the but- life preserver <laughs> The nice thing, though, is that the man was building the house or the castle. Sorry, not a house. Very big difference. Very big uh, difference. He was building the castle for his wife. And if it is her spirit, she finally, she is living in her castle. Yeah, which she's is great. enjoying
1: it. She got if someone built me a castle, you can bet your ass I'd never move out. Yeah. Life or death, you're living in that castle. Life or death. I'd probably try to be a little kinder to the dogs, a little less spooked, because I'd
0: want all the stray dogs to live in the castle with me right but it's hard you can't really control it as a ghost sometimes like ghosts unfortunately have a scary rep and so if we learned anything from casper the friendly ghost yeah
1: you can be kind but you can still scare yeah okay this is from amanda and it's called did your podcast help old ghosts find me lep castle which is what you did the last yeah. time we did the castles, It's Lep, right? Not Leap. Yeah, Lep. Yeah. Even though it's spelled, spelled that way. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Hi, ladies. Semi-new fan here. I've been listening for a few months now and listened to the new episodes the second they are updated. Oh, thanks. And while I wait not so patiently for the next new episode, I've been working my way backwards. I recently listened to your episode on Haunted Irish Castles. My entire family lives in Ireland, and I try to visit them from New York as often as I can. One trip back home, I forced my parents to take me on a road trip around the country to a list of haunted castles I had compiled.
0: <gasps> nice. coolest. This is exactly what Caitlin did when she went to Ireland with Austin this and his family. This is true. Yeah, she was texting us all of these castles that she was at. And she, had a, she was like, no one wants to go with me. And then didn't she drag austin's mom who was it who did she drag with her god i don't know i don't either caitlin has a way of convincing people though i do everything she
1: asks me to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah um of course lep castle was on the top of the list visiting the castle is a pretty cool experience when you get into the town near the castle you are instructed to call the house to see if they're home and willing to do a tour I don't think there are really any official tour times as this was someone's residence at the time that I visited about 10 years ago.
0: I think it's the same. It's pretty – because it's the owners who give the tour. So Mm. it's depending on their schedule. But I think you can do it online now.
1: Okay. Well, she wrote, Things may have changed since then, but lucky for us, someone was home and willing to do a visit. He gave us a tour of the castle, and while nothing really weird happened, I definitely was terrified the entire (laughs) time. One thing that was pretty cool – was that the guy kept nodding at us every time he mentioned the O'Carrolls? We didn't really get why he thought we would know who they were until he mentioned that the O'Carrolls had been run out of Lep Castle in Ireland altogether and settled in Maryland, what? a town that is now called Carrollton, and wasn't far from where I went to school at the University of Maryland. What? My dad and I both happened to be wearing University of Maryland shirts and didn't get the connection <laughs> until the end. <laughs> wow. That tour guide probably was so confused as to why they weren't reacting. <laughs> why they get it.
0: Yeah. But that's cool history that I don't think everyone would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Flash forward to present day and I was listening to your older episode about Lep Castle. I often listen when I drive, which means that sometimes a single podcast gets spread over several days. So listening to the part about Lep Castle actually took me three separate listenings. Each time I put the podcast on, I started to get really sick to the point where I thought that maybe I would need to pull over the car. And each time I couldn't figure out why I was getting sick until I remembered I was listening to the podcast again. When I would turn the podcast off, I would seem to get better. Maybe hearing about Lep Castle made me remember just how terrified I was, or maybe I was busy, or maybe I was being visited by the old ghosts of Lep Castle that I had left behind on my visit. Oh, although there are no ghosts that I can see in the photos, I've attached a couple for my trip inside the chapel of the castle where a lot of paranormal activity inside history
0: takes place. See you on the other side, Amanda. Wow, I'm looking at the photos, and there is one weird thing in the first one. Yeah, it looks like a little tiny orb in the bottom left. Yeah, and the light, the way the flame is, it could just be he moved the candle, I don't know, but... I know, it's hard when it's
1: photos, yeah, because I can see there's another thing that's like an orb, but it could just be probably just like a spot on the the photo. But, I mean, she was really scared when she was there, but she didn't see anything or really experience anything. Mm -hmm. But isn't that interesting that... Our podcast, the one that we say, based on our listeners, is the most haunted podcast in America, is having... She's having a reaction to a specific story yeah. that she herself has connections to, although her actual experience there didn't result in any, or that she knew of, any ghosts.
0: Right. She could have brought something home. hmm It's just so fascinating that one she, like, was from the area, or went to school in the area, that... The family migrated to. What a weird coincidence! I know. And, and then also the fact that because it, it's one thing to be listening to the episode once, in one sitting, and start feeling sick because like you could just be feeling sick. But mm-hmm. over three separate occasions, and you feel three fine separate. the whole day, and the second you turned it on, you feel sick. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Very wild. Makes me I wonder something paranormal is happening. Something
1: paranormal. I wonder if a ghost was like i really love amanda so i'm just gonna leave <laughs> lep castle and live my life with her and then when the ghost was sitting in the passenger side seat and that episode came on the ghost felt really upset and was like i don't want to think about my old life before yeah. i met amanda and yeah she caught the feelings
0: well also as we know from the last episode when we talked about lep castle there are really dark horrible things that happen there and similar True. to Mushem castle like people were thrown down a pit but this pit in lep castle had like spikes in it and were just murdered and it was really brutal so maybe yeah either it's like traveling soul who maybe maybe she had been killed unfortunately at mm-hmm. lep castle in the past or maybe yeah who knows maybe just a spirit like you thought just liked her and was like i'm gonna come home with you
1: yeah anyway I hope that Amanda keeps listening to other
0: episodes. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to terrify you and make Sorry. you feel sick. Wow. Wow. That's great. I love castles. This is fun. Today was fun. Love castles. Had a little bit of a promposal. And what else? I didn't win the lottery. Right. But we got to hang out again and talk about ghosts, which is the best thing to do. And also, it's the way we started out our week this week, which isn't fun it's a great way to start out the week and then we have a little midweek hump
1: day pick me up on wednesdays we have our Mm -hmm. encounters so all is good if you guys have listener stories if you as listeners want to send us stories i said that weird i don't think you did okay but email them to us at two girls one ghost
0: podcast at gmail.com Yes, booyah. Also, we yeah. have live shows coming up. We're going to Boston on May 5th, and then we're going to Nashville on June 16th, and then we're going to New York on July 14th. So come to our shows, bring your friends, bring everyone you know. We'll bring our ghosts because because we honestly have no control, and our ghost just comes with us everywhere. <laughs> um what else there are links on our website so if you want to buy tickets yes. they're up there and yeah we also have a p.o
1: box if you're looking to send us some snail mail we do have our p.o box also listed on our website and also our email if you can't remember what our email is and right.
0: we tell you here yeah, there's a contact form actually on there and you could just email directly from there from are you website. sure
1: i didn't delete the contact form
0: yeah because we still get it we still get emails from that <laughs>
1: i must have kept it. Them. <laughs> and then we have the big spiel about social media and supporting our podcast through merchandise, through Patreon, through rating and reviewing on iTunes, through word of yes. mouth and telling
0: everybody you know about us, and through supporting our sponsors. It's such a big deal. Like, it really, supporting us on iTunes, it takes two minutes to just write and review us, and it makes a world of difference. It helps us get more notoriety. It helps us get more listeners, which makes us then do more live shows. Yes.
1: Yeah. So if anyone, I mean, no one really knows exactly how the algorithm works with no. iTunes. But basically, it's thought that the the consistency and the quantity of ratings and reviews, so like actually typing in a comment, helps push podcasts to the top of the list, which helps right. other people find that podcast. Right. So that's why that's important. Yes.
0: So... Help us, please. And also, speaking of help, thank you to Eric Foster at UpFire Digital for editing our regular episodes every Sunday episode. It is very helpful to us and frees up some time, which means we can record more encounters and answer more emails and also focus on our full-time jobs as well. (laughs) And
1: thanks to our Facebook moderators. Killing it as always. Every time I go in, I'm like, there's nothing even left for me to do.
0: Yeah. Also, don't forget, go and give my comment on Nick's post 500 likes. I want to get another cat, and then he will I can't come. Can't believe and- you're gonna get another cat. I know you're <laughs> gonna make it to 500. I hope so. I hope
1: I make it to it before he does. Okay, and everyone, if you liked Nick's comment, erase your
0: your like, <laughs> unlike it, <laughs> unlike it, because mine gets us all what we
1: want. If you want a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio, you can. Sign up for Robin Hood at
0: ghost.robinhood.com. And if you want to be fashionable AF for a good price, go to threadup.com slash T G-O-G for an extra 30% off today. There's no A in there.
1: And we will see you on the, on the other, other, side. other side. Very smooth